So we're holding by Perik Yud Pasakim, all the learning tonight should be as Chosi Lenishmas of Echil Mechel Ben Asher and Yechazchel Shraga Ben Avram Yehuda, as well as the Chosfa for Shlema from Moshe Ben Miriam. So we learned previously that David sends messengers to comfort Chanun, the son of Nachash, after Nachash's passing, to repay the Chesed that Nachash had done by protecting David's remaining surviving sibling. So the messengers arrive in Amoin. So the officers of Chanun, the, his ministers, said to their master, Do you think that David sent messengers because he wants to honor your father? That's why he's sending these messengers to console you. It's because he wants to investigate the city, he wants to spy it out, and to overthrow it. That's why That's why he sent it to you. He has an excuse now to send messengers to spy out the city under the guise of comforting you for the loss of your father. But you think he really wants to comfort you for the loss of your father? He has other plans in mind. It's just subterfuge, a reason to send spies to uh, um, investigate the city, seek out the defenses, and find a way to conquer it. So Rashi explains why Hanun's ministers were very suspicious of David's motives. Rashi says that according to the Medrash, they knew this Isra Minat that so they knew that Kaisal was not allowed to make peaceful gestures towards Amoy, and therefore they didn't believe that David would be over that love, and therefore they felt there must be some ulterior motive why David is doing this if the Torah clearly forbids him from making peace overtures with us. Malbim says slightly differently. He says that they were suspicious because they said to, to Hanun, they said, look, if, if David really respected Nachash, he would have sent some sort of peace overture, some sort of chesed with him while he was alive. But when he was alive, David did nothing. All of a sudden he dies and now David wants to take the opportunity to honor him. If he wanted to honor him, he should have honored him while he was alive. Why is he waiting until he's dead? Must be that he doesn't really want to honor him. He doesn't really respect him. It's just an excuse for David to have spies spy out the land. So Hanan now wants to take the opportunity to humiliate David, to show that he sees through the guys. So David. So Hanan takes David's servants. He shaves off half of their beards. He cuts the garments in half until the backsides. And he sends them away. So he basically cuts off half of the beard and half of their clothing, and in this disgraceful way, sends them back to David, as if to say, I see through your attempt here to spy out the land, and I reject the overture that you sent to me, and here's your messengers back with in a disgraceful manner. Radak explains why this was such a uh, extreme humiliation, because, of course, when it comes to clothing, they could easily get new clothing to replace the torn ones once they got out of Amun. But they couldn't simply shave off the other half of their beard because in, uh, at that time, Klai Yisrael considered it disgraceful to be clean-shaven. And therefore, it was, they would have had to wait several months until the other half of their beard grew back. And during that time, Klai Yisrael would be living with this humiliation of these messengers representing the message back from Hanun of what he thought of David's overtures. It's a little bizarre, this punishment of inflicting half, sort of a half punishment on half of their bodies. And if Hanun felt that they were spies, why didn't he just execute them like someone else who was a, who was a traitor was spy? So the Abarbanel explains that 
Chanan believed that the men probably had come to pay some sort of condolence call, but on the other hand, he also gave some credence to what the Sarim thought, their suspicions that there was some espionage involved. So therefore, he said, says the Abar Benel, that the, part of their intention was good, and part of their intention was bad, and therefore, he's not going to execute them, but he's going to um, he's going to submit them to half punishment, and that's why he does this sort of half punishment down their body, half of their body, to say, yes, on one hand you came for good reason, but on the other hand you also probably came for a bad reason, and therefore I'm punishing you halfway to show that I see through exactly what your motives are. The al Sheikh to explain this strange punishment, ties it beautifully back to what we learned back in Perak Yid Aleph, in Shmuel Aleph, when we learned that Nachash proposes, when Nachash attacks the people of Yavish Gilad, they submit to Nachash. Nachash says, I'll make a bris with you. If, you. if you knock out your right eye, then I will make a bris with you. So what was this purpose of knocking out the right eye? So over there, the uh, Chazal explains, the Alkut explains, that it was a reference to what it says in the Torah, Le'yavi Amoni Mayavi. Really, Mayav was older than Amoni. Mayav should have been mentioned first. But the Torah mentions Amoni first, and Nachash was always angry about that, or really the people of Amoni were angry. Why are they mentioned first? Why are they, so to speak, on the right? And Mayav is on the left. It should have been the other way around. And in addition, Mayav was the more brazen one. Mayav was the more bigger manuval because his mother named him Mayav from my father. There was like no shame, as opposed to Amoni. When, when the daughter of Lloyd named her child, Amon was a little bit more hidden because she was a little bit more ashamed. So why was Amon singled out before Moiv? Why is Amon on the right and Moiv on the left? Says the Alshech, that's what Nachash was hinting at when he said to the people of Yavish Gilad, blot out the right eye. Meaning, I want you to blot out from the Sefer Torah, Amon, only leave Moiv, but don't single out Amon, the nation that's mentioned on the right. I want you to remove them from the Sefer Torah. So says the Alshech over here, that's why Chanon um, shaved half of their beard and cut off half of their clothing to say, half of the love of Layavi, Amoni, Mayavi, we, we reject. The Amoni half, that's the, the half that we reject. You want to exclude Mayav from coming to Kali Yisrael? You want to single them out? Single them out. That half, the left half, we don't care about. But the half of Layavi, Amoni, that we reject. That's why Chanon shaved the half of, of their clothing and half of their beard to show, again, tying back that he... He felt disrespected by Amon being singled out in the Torah from being included from Klai Yisrael. The Kliyakar similarly says that there was a message, a hidden message here to David to say, David, your ancestry comes from two sides. One side is from Mos Hamayaviyah, and one side is from Yehuda, from the side of, of Yaakov, from, from Yisrael. So, so the, the side of your ancestry that comes from Mayav, we have no problem with. But the side of your ancestry that comes from Yehuda, that comes from Bayaz, that we reject. And so therefore, he shaved half of their beard and half of their clothing as a remiss to show David the side of you that doesn't come from Mayav, that's the side of your ancestry that we reject. Again, a veiled reference again to David's lineage. We will see next time that this disgrace and this message, this patch, so to speak, that Chanun sends back to David, leads David to wage war with Amun. I, I do want to just discuss briefly what the Muslim Neviim asks, which is that 
David here was being punished because he compromised by having Rachmanus on the nation of Ammon. Similar to the way Shaul had Rachmanus, that he didn't wipe out all of Amalek like he was commanded to. Yet Shaul's punishment was much harsher than David. Why was that? So the Musa Nevi'im explains, Shaul had no reason whatsoever to have Rachmanus on Amalek. David, on the other hand, felt that he had, was to have Rachmanus on them and to show chesed to them after what they had done for his family. Therefore, David's punishment was not as severe as Shaul's.